Hello, welcome to another episode of Enviro People. This is our second episode ever, and I am joined by a very special guest, uh, Mr. Johns, who is the Vice President of Environmental uh, Services and Land, Land Management of Nevada Energy. Envy Energy. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for coming out. I glad, appreciate it. Glad to be here. And you can just call me Matt. Matt, yes. Okay, Mr. Matt. Um, what, organ- what does your organization do? So MV Energy, we're the utility serving most of the uh, the state of Nevada. Um, the so in southern Nevada, we serve Las Vegas and most of Clark County. In northern Nevada, we serve Reno, Carson City, and most of um, the central and eastern um, Nevada. Very nice, thank you. What is what does your position actually entail? So my current position, I'm responsible for all the environmental permitting and compliance activities related to the company. That would include um, all of the permitting, managing our air emissions, our um, wastewater management, and our water management for all of our power generation facilities, but also all of the permitting obligations around our infrastructure, um, such as transmission lines that cross over federal lands in the state of Nevada. So that has a permitting process to it as well. On the land side, all of this infrastructure requires um, land rights, whether that's easements or right-of-ways, to um, um, construct those facilities to serve customers in Nevada as well. So it goes together in that manner. Very nice. So you just kind of like mitigate everything to make sure everything's going right? That's right. All right. All of these projects require, um, most of them require some form of environmental type permitting in and of itself. That makes so. sense. Yeah. Very cool. What made you interested in this career? Um, so, a couple of things. When I think back when I was in high school, um, I actually had a job doing mosquito control oh, uh, nice. in Colorado. And, and that program was trying to um, address things like encephalitis that uh, can infect people from mosquitoes or uh, be transmitted in that manner during uh, certain times of the years. But the program didn't use um, pesticides or chemicals. We actually used a bacteria to treat the larva in the water that was very protective of the environment as well. And, and that became, uh, combined with just my interest in water and the environment, I chose a career path that um, um, I, my undergraduate was actually in civil engineering with an environmental focus. Back when I was in college, they didn't necessarily have an environmental engineering oh, program yeah. at that moment in time. And my master's degree was in agricultural engineering. Oh, fun. And that was very much focused on using, um, my research was using um, wetland systems to treat wastewater in and of mm-hmm. itself to um, uh, treat wastewater and nutrients, nutrient loading and, and helping clean up the water that way before it's discharged to the environment as well. So you have a very good background on, on your job, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been part of my career. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Very cool. Um, what, why do you think what you're doing is important? What do you think yeah, is a good deal? Um, in my prior role, prior to joining MV Energy, I was a consultant for 20 years. And in, in that role, I worked for many different types of um, businesses and industries, from the federal government to private industry, and MV Energy was a client. And my focus there was uh, heavily focused on environmental remediation trying to clean up um, issues that occurred most likely in 30, 40, 50 years ago that, um, you know, these were what people understood at that moment in time on how to handle things like waste, how to clean water, things of that nature. 
Um, we know a lot more today um, than then, and uh, so it was exciting to be able to um, come together from a scientific perspective and an engineering perspective to come up with solutions to remediate sites so, so that they could be reused yeah. for an appropriate purpose, but also clean them up to a certain point that's very protective of human health and the environment. There you go. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, def definitely very important because we do need yeah. do need to make sure that we can still use the land that we got. So yeah, yeah very cool. Um, how have you seen your work benefit the environment? Yeah, so currently with MV Energy um, and in my current role, um, we're, I'm, I oversee and help uh, oversee our, our corporate goals and, and our projects that help us are meeting some very, very big goals in the state. Um, when you think about climate matters that we're yeah. all dealing with right now, like carbonization, decarbonization, mm -hmm. um, for Nevada, we're, we're the, one of the leaders in helping the state decarbonize. Mm -hmm. So you think about the power utility sector is a major sector in the, um, in the carbon um, environment. Um, we have a goal in, in, through state legislation that we would um, be 50% renewable um, by 2030. Very cool. And then by 2050, we're working towards being um, net zero carbon by 2050. Wow, that's a, that's yeah. a big jump. That's pretty cool. So, but to do that yeah. in your current role, um, we also have to um, um, go through a permitting process for projects to build things like renewable projects yeah. across the state. We also need to build the transmission lines and the distribution lines yeah, to bring that energy yeah. to keep the lights on here. Mm -hmm. we, we also have to do that in a manner that um, balances reliability. And what I mean by reliability is um, people use power, or energy, or electricity you know, with, um, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Um, some of the renewable resources like solar aren't on 24 hours a day. Yeah. They're considered, they're intermittent resources. So how do you balance bringing um, those um, resources into your energy mix, along with um, resources that are capable of our operating during those nighttime yeah, hours, gotcha. like natural gas facilities. Um, so it's a fascinating time. New technologies coming on board, um, battery storage is something that um, in the state and we as a company are investing in as well to allow us to charge those batteries during the daytime hours where resources like solar is available and there on and being able to discharge that at night. Um, being able to do that is uh, really one of the big challenges yeah, um, facing like uh, uh, all of us in, in kind of the climate space over yeah, the next definitely. 30 years. So it's an exciting time for you. It is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've seen throughout the years very much more solar panels and stuff being used, and I've yeah. always um, been wondering about that idea of, you know, sun only happens for however many hours in a day, and how are you going to, you know, use that energy efficiently to last throughout the, 24 the, hours yeah, a day. <laughs> and that's that's one of the challenges um and and I, I think ultimately there's an all of the above approach yeah literally. Um, when you think um kind of really big picture um regionally that there's um we use more energy today than we did 20 years yeah. ago we have a lot more people here <laughs> we're also seeing changes that are kind of exciting in place when you think about carbon reduction you think about things like industry or, or power production but it's also transportation. So you yes. think about the other major sector that is carbon emitting vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. That so, is a big So we're challenge. there's been some recent legislation in Nevada that we're we're working through on transportation electrification. So you think about 
well, how do you build that infrastructure to support that transition mm-hmm. as well, um, to be able to charge um, a vehicle either yeah. at home or along the highway, um, things of that nature. So it's really kind of a cool time to think about how does that all come together? And, and really, it's, it's a bit of an all-of-the-above approach. Yeah, you do have to you have to use everything you got going. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I've seen a lot a lot more companies, a lot more yeah, electronic vehicles like getting up there and a lot more charging stations and whatnot to yeah. try to make sure everybody can use their yeah. electronic vehicle. So yeah. yeah. Super psyched to see new stuff going about. It's cool. right. Alrighty. Um, where do you think NV Energy is going in the future? Like, how do you think it's? Yeah, like we, like I talked about before, we we are very focused at uh, reaching kind of that that net zero goal mm-hmm. um, by twenty fifty, um, and along the way though, we're trying to balance some other matters. When I mentioned reliability, that um, can. Can everything be um, just a renewable project right now if we still have to be able to meet those needs 24 hours yeah. a day? And so, like, even recently, we've um, um, received approval to build what we call, they're, they're part of our natural gas fleet, but they're peaker units. And those are um, um, natural gas-fired um, generating units that we intend to operate only a few hours a day during the peak of the summer. Oh, so those critical yeah. moments that we need it. Um, our larger natural gas plants don't ramp up and ramp down as quickly, but if you think about solar power starting to fade as the sun sets yeah, in the early true. evening, you do need to be able to um, ramp up quickly and respond to those needs as well. You also face challenges like um, with renewables, and for us, we're very rich in solar. Um, you want geographic um, diversity in that. So when you think about, well, can we put... Um, concentrate all of our renewables in one location, it may not be a great idea because um, cloud cover, for instance. Oh, that's very <laughs> true, yeah. So in the middle of the day, if you think about this, let's, let's say all of our solar is only in one location um, and the clouds came over. Yeah, just for, few, yeah. just for a few minutes. And we have you know Las Vegas operating and uh, we didn't turn off our air conditioners for those few minutes. You don't store electricity yeah. in the same way. Um, but those are the fun challenges yeah, that um, scientists and engineers um, that we're all working to solve right now. That's so. very cool. Yeah, very interesting. So what um, what type of energy are you guys mostly using right now? Like what? So right now our source? fleet is largely comprised of, like I said, we have a renewable portfolio which we purchase renewable power and we're, we're able to build some of our own renewable projects now as well. Um, and that's primarily solar and wind is kind okay. of the resource right now. Um, then our, we have our natural gas fleet that, that operates, that, that provides that load during that balancing load as well. And um, I've been involved in retiring our coal fire generation in southern Nevada oh, cool. um, when I joined NV Energy. And we're working, we have one coal fired plant in northern Nevada that we're, we're looking to um, cease coal-fired generation by the end of 2025. Oh, awesome. That's very so, soon. Um, yeah, we're making some very great difference. Yeah, definitely. In the state. That's awesome. If you, if you kind of put it to a, kind of a metric that uh, people talk about, like the Paris Accord, things of that nature, and you hear about carbon intensity, um, so um, we're um, greater than 50 per, our carbon intensity as a state in, in 2005, and that's kind of the amount of carbon emitted compared to the, the generation okay. that, that's produced. 
um, our intensities, um, we've reduced that by 50%. Wow, that's while, a lot. while producing more power. So um, we're able to produce more power today with 50% less carbon emitted. That is so cool. That's, yeah. that's really As a factor, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. that is awesome. That's really inspiring. Yeah. So I'm kind of moving into the more renewable idea, I guess, in energy and trying to make it yeah. more, more, less carbon emissions, better for people, better for the environment. Yes, very nice. Um, how do you feel about younger, the younger generation being involved in environmental activism? Um, for, for me, it's a wide space, yeah. and um, when, when I think about activism, it's kind of a broad term as well. Um, so what I think is really important, if, if those are that are interested in the environment and, and protecting the environment, um, I kind of look at my career. I wasn't wanting to be an activist in the sense of I'm going to uh, protest something. Yeah. I wanted to use... Um, kind of my education and my background to help identify solutions and work with there people um, and kind of be at the table and try to develop a, a kind of a balanced solution, um, not only environmentally, site remediation or, you know, energy and energy transmission now for me, um, but what's in the best interest of the communities yeah. that are nearby and involved. And in, in the case of energy, it's also in the best interest of all of, the co of our customers, all the energy users yeah, here. So you want to be able to balance that out. And the, a lot of the programs um, today, when you go through a permitting process, encompasses that. So um, if we're building a transmission line to access um, renewables, um, and that's crossing federal lands, you'll go through a process called the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA. And that process is looking at um, all of these factors together from um, cultural resources in Nevada, tribal, tribal resources, um, um, biological resources, plants, um, yes. things of that nature, visual impacts. How does that okay. impact the community? Yeah. Um, and then public input um, as well. And this is a federal process that we go through, the um, Federal Land Management Agency, um, um, oversees that in the state, but it's trying to come up with a, let's just say, a balanced solution that um, um, fits and tries to best balance everybody's yeah. interests as well. So if you think about, um, you know, let's say we're building a solar plant, um, you know, rooftop solar and all that's very important um, to it, and that's part of the overall mix, but the amount of energy that's being demanded as well from what we, as Consumers of energy, all of us here mm -hmm. today, we, you know, large-scale solar is also very important to us. Well, that's getting a little bit further away from urban areas that yeah. are, are using the energy. So you have to build transmission lines there, gotcha. um, and that's where you try to you have to find that balance that um, it's in the best interest of the communities, it's in best interest in best use of that land, mm -hmm. um, and it's um, protective of, um, of important environmental resources, whether that may be biological resources or cultural resources and try to bring that all together. Yeah, sounds you guys have a have a big job of trying to make sure every like the best of every world, try yeah. to make sure everybody's happy. And, and I think for for um, you know going into um, college, things of that yeah. nature, thinking about your career, there's a wide space yeah, um, to to work with. I work with um, a range of folks that um, range from in the remediation side, geologists, geochemists, um, scientists of different nature. On the um, uh, permitting side, 
um, folks that are kind of natural resource specialists, uh, wildlife specialists, archaeologists, um, yeah. things of that nature. So it's a wide yeah, a big crew. Yeah, definitely. Crew. Yeah. So I again, you you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Environmental yeah. activism is definitely a broad idea. So you definitely can go from like protesting and stuff to yeah. doing what you're doing is creating solutions. When I think about stuff, when yeah. I think about career is and it's important to hear all voices too. Yeah. That's. Um, that the, if somebody feels strongly about a certain matter, that's important that they bring that to the table mm-hmm. and, and bring it in a meaningful and constructive way um, as well. So it can be really informative to coming up with solutions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's 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 important to hear people protest, just so you know that you know everybody's kind of on the same page, like doing stuff, but also very much needed education and to yeah. make good solutions to... That's right. To get the stuff done, yes. Problems, are, <laughs> problems that we all face. Exactly, as, as very much community. so. Okay, would you consider yourself an environmental activist? I kind of... Um, in the sense of, um, like I said, like yeah. uh, protesting, I, I just haven't fit into that space. I've really always been just fascinated by problem solving. There you go. Um, and, and coming up with what may be um, that best overall solution to things, so... I think, um, you know, that's afforded me the opportunity to kind of bring my education, my skills, my background, and, and be at the be at the table with those discussions as well. So I, in that sense, I probably don't fit that mold. Yeah. But in terms of um, kind of my interest in doing things that really benefit the environment and allow us to um, still, you know, do, it, yeah. utilize the environment in a, in a responsible manner, that's kind of where I fit in. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I definitely feel like, yeah, more or less now we're talking more about, like, protesting and stuff as environmental activism, but a lot of people work behind the scenes like you do of actually creating solutions yeah. and helping helping everybody out to create a better future for everybody. So that's very cool. Um, in your opinion, what is the most pressing environmental issue that needs to be resolved in the future? Oh, there's lots of uh, opportunities. <laughs> exactly. I, I, th- I think... Big things that are on all of our minds, um, um, carbon and, and car- mm-hmm. reducing our um, reliance on carbon um, itself. Um, and, and from an energy sector, um, providing and producing electricity, it's our ability to go through that decarbonization in a, in a, in a, in a thoughtful manner um, as well. Well, everybody would like to be able to say, hey, we can turn off all the power plants and yeah. just rely on, 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 on solar. Yeah. It's, it's not quite feasible yet, but mm-hmm. we have to come, come up and we're coming, working through that plan to meaningfully work our way through to kind of meet that stake goal of 2050 in that sector. Um, so carbon's one thing. I also think about water. Um, yeah, I'm Australia responsible for the water rights in the company as well. And we here all live in the West and we understand about um, water availability and, and um, thinking about that resource and what's the best and most responsible use of that resources is also a very critical matter. Um, we talk a lot about the volume of water here in yeah. living in the desert southwest. I also think about um, the quality of water as well. Very true. Um, yeah. Being protective of the water quality and, and the things that um, regulation and, and, and good regulation that was developed, you know, Clean Water Act, things like that, have done remarkable things Definitely. over um, the, the past many decades there. But we're facing new challenges today. If you think about um, 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 products that we've uh, produced, whether it's pharmaceuticals, things like that, that benefit yeah. us, medicines. Yeah. Um, well, how does that, um, you know, as we um, 
that ultimately ends up in our wastewater that gets treated. Um, you know, how do we treat that wastewater for those That's chemicals true. to protect our water resources or those those um, um, the biology within those water resources? Yeah, definitely. So, so there's a lot of space there, yeah, out there, um, there as is. well. They're very they are big. Lots of issues happening around. Yeah. But, yeah. If you ever, I don't know if you talk about it in class, but a, a lot of folks, you go, there, there's this triangle between water and energy and food, people. Oh, yeah. And if you if you kind of contemplate how those those three um, items kind of connect, connect yeah. with each other, it's very important. We look at it, you know, from our view as, um, um, you know, living in a very um, modern society, but we also have to balance this with the, was happening in the world and societies are in very different places yeah definitely as well yeah so very cool so you said water and what was that carbon like? carbon yes water and carbon which kind of fall into also like the energy idea yeah. of making sure that you're not creating reliable like renewable energy and making sure that if we're talking about um treating our wastewater we need to have energy to do so so we there do. we go yeah 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 so, um, what can young? How can young people start getting involved in a career like yours? How did you first start out? Yeah, so I, through college and my education, and, and there, there's a lot of different avenues that I mentioned depending on where your interests lie, um, and then there's just a little bit different. Um, well, how do you say focus areas on it? I, I, I've been involved more on the. Um, engineering side but it's not necessarily engineering like I'm going to build a building okay, as yeah. well um, it may be from environmental remediation it's about soil cleanup it's about this um, you know we may be using bugs um, to clean up the petroleum with the solvents and the subsurface oh, things wow. like that so there's there's a kind of um, environmental engineering side but you're equally working with um, biologists um, geochemists geologists yeah definitely. Um, and that space kind of coming up with solutions as well uh, on that space and as I said before if you expand into the permitting side um, um, you, you have people that are very specialized through their education in air um, um, water you know, a lot of that comes through civil engineering mm -hmm. or agricultural engineering um, that space but also the other sciences the biologists um, um, natural resource for wildlife folks, things like that. When you yeah. talk about big projects and how does that all fit together, you know, in the state of Nevada, if you think about important resource or biological resources, um, let me ask you, what, what what critter do you think is pretty important in Southern Nevada that gets talked about a lot? A lot. Um, Just came out of uh, uh, its winter rest. Hmm, I don't know. The desert Maybe tortoise. Like Oh, really? Yeah, so you think about land in the desert tortoise in southern Nevada that um, if we're building a project, we need to make sure we're not um, impacting that tortoise as a protected species. So oh, yeah. we may relocate tortoise if the project is approved and there's a tortoise um, that, that exists there. Um, um, we will build tortoise fencing to protect them so they're not in harm's way either. On that, but we do that kind of work. And on the on the plant side, if there's yucca or anything like that, they're important plant species. We'll have to um, relocate those species into a nursery and then transplant them at a different point in time. So you work with a lot of different yeah, people. Yeah, sounds like it. You guys have a very big process of having to. Yeah. To make so there's sure a lot of different happens. avenues depending on what your what your interests are. 
on it. And, and uh, so it's kind of a neat space, and, it, and there's a lot of things that are going to be changing through your your generation. And yeah, your definitely. Well. Yeah, it's definitely more of being more aware of what's going on, and I feel like there's going to be more opportunities for more education in, in specific avenues. Yeah. As you said, that there wasn't necessarily environmental engineering, but now we see that that's yeah. more of a um, of an opportunity for people. Yeah, engineering, to environmental science, yeah. um, core sciences. Yeah. Um, those kind of where a lot of the, the folks that kind of are working the career kind of come from. Yeah. So. Very cool. Very nice. Um, do you have any recommendations on how young people can protect our earth? Um, I just, well, professionally or career-wise, we talked about a lot of different yeah. types of career paths. And then I think personally, it's like your own personal choices on, on um, you know, how you want to um, be mindful of your own personal <laughs> impact um, to yeah. earth. And that's really, you know, you have to balance that with, uh, you know, your, your finances and, and your income and all that. And, you know, right, right now, like... Um, an electric car, well, it may not be affordable for everyone, and there exactly, may not yeah. be the resources, and that's perfectly fine um, there. But re maybe recycling may be very yeah, important to definitely. you personally as well, that I, I'm going to do really, uh, really focus on doing the best I can uh, in that space personally. So yeah. kind of think of it in those two ways, both professionally, it's a very exciting time, and then personally, um, it's, it's kind of an exciting time to, to be involved. Um, you know, and in your community, um, I, I do think it's important that you, you stay involved personally yes, yeah. um, in processes and projects like I talked about um, to, to understand and learn and appreciate um, you know everything that's going on around you as well so um, you know it, it's great to, there's there's public scoping meetings that happen all of the time on projects and you can just be more informed yeah and, definitely I think that is a big thing that people just be more aware of yeah. what's happening and be more curious and interested about what's happening Absolutely. so yeah Thank you. Uh, what what can people do differently or continue to do? Do you think, like, what do you think that maybe people should be doing differently? Um, let's talk about kind of my my, my current um, um, kind of where I'm, what I currently do. I, th I think about two things um, from a personal level. There's um, being informed is is really important, mm -hmm. and even on your um, use of electricity, um, that you you kind of understand. There's opportunities to conserve, and there's great programs. There's great programs with NB Energy on energy conservation um, um, efforts as well, and that that's opportunities for you to, to do. Same on, on water. We live in the yeah, desert right. southwest, yeah. and, and being mindful of how we personally utilize water, whether it's in our landscape or um, you know when we use our dishes or things of that nature as as well. But um, you know, being in tune with all of that, I think, is um, just one area that we can um, just think about um, in, in you know, opportunities to do things a little bit differently. That may just make a little bit of difference. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Every little bit counts. That's kind of how I see things. Definitely in, in the big scope of um, our environment because yeah. everything impacts everybody. So yep, if that's you right. just, every is a little bit for the better, then it would be every that, much, that much better. Yes, that much better going on forward. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Johns. I appreciate it. Thank you for the interview. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Enviro People. We had uh, Mr. Johns here today, the Vice President of the Environmental Services and Land Management of Envy Energy. Um, so we hope to see you guys next time on our next episode.